That's basically what I've been hearing for the past hour, trying to wait for customer service at USPS. Don't you fucking hate it when you're already pissed off about something, and you try and get someone on the line to help you, and all you hear is that dumbass calm music playing over and over again? All it does is make me even more angry. I feel like they need to change something about that. If you're trying to call somebody to get help, Maybe they should have, instead of really calm and annoying music, they should have something that says, hey, it's going to be okay. We're going to try and help you. Something to reassure you and calm you down a little bit more because this just revs me up. And like when somebody answers the phone, I'm like, bitch, I've been waiting for an hour. Help me the fuck out. That's all I'm saying. So, uh, yeah. Hey, you goons, this is Harper from Nice Girl Rehab back again with episode six. Is this episode six already? So this episode is titled The Dead Zone. It sounds kind of scary because, well, it is kind of scary. This topic is going to be about boundaries and about nice girls, all kinds of nice girls, but nice girls who get themselves in situations Possibly because they just don't have um, good self-esteem, but then also the fact that they don't have set boundaries about what they're looking for in their partner. So they just kind of go for whoever they can, and uh, it turns out to be for the worst because you find some people who really aren't compatible with you at all, but there are some people who will really try you, and if you've got some boundaries set in place, you won't even allow that to happen. So I'm going to be discussing that with you. Also give you a little exercise to do at home just to kind of help you out. I think I'm going to start saying this now in my episodes. I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not a psychologist. I'm not a doctor. I'm just a person who's been through a lot of shit, and I think that I have something to say. I'm saying it now, and you can take it or leave it. So if I say something and I'm giving advice, I am giving all that responsibility and saying that you are 100% liable for anything that happens to you you know, during uh, listening to any of these podcasts or whatever you do. So just kind of putting that one out there for everybody. But yeah, this is going to be an episode about you and your boundaries and what you will not put up with at all. I had been introduced to the concept of boundaries through a lady named Natalie Liu. Now, Natalie Liu is the owner of a blog, and she also does her own podcast. Um, Her blog is called Baggage Reclaim, and her podcast is Baggage Reclaim Sessions. So definitely go and listen to her. Uh, She's much more uh, (laughs) knowledgeable about uh, things like this. But I had actually kind of... uh, come to her stuff when I had a very dramatic and very low experience in my life and I needed help and found her on the internet and started to read her blog posts and listen to her podcast and it kind of helped me develop 
um, a way of realizing who I actually was and what I will not stand for when meeting people, but also in terms of my friendships and in terms of relationships with family members, because all of these things kind of coexist together. Usually when people are talking about relationships, they're talking about a partner, a love interest, but sometimes even the most important relationship, I mean, the most important relationships in our lives are our family and friends, if you think about it. I mean, if you're single, most of your time is spent with family or friends. Um, if Even if you're dating or if you're married, your family is going to be some people who you're going to be interacting with a lot. And then as well, we can't forget work relationships, people who we work around. I mean, there are people who work so much that they probably spend 80% of their lives daily in the office or working around people and those relationships matter as well. So when when we're talking about relationships, even though this is a dating relationship and kind of lifestyle uh, podcast, just keep that in mind that these kind of concepts can be taken over to other parts, other relationships in your life. So Natalie Liu definitely brought on that concept of of boundaries. And when you think about that, you're like, okay, what does that mean? Because it could be, you know, people like to say, oh yeah, I, I have boundaries for sure. Like I won't date someone who has been out with more than like 50 people. Or, oh yeah, I have I definitely have boundaries. Like, I won't be with a guy who's under six feet. That's not what I'm talking about, okay? So, especially for this episode, The Dead Zone, I'm talking about basically boundaries that are what someone else would, would refer to as deal breakers. These are the essential things that you need to know that if somebody exhibits anything that you have considered to be a deal breaker, all bets are off. Any uh, notion of a relationship is over. Um, It's going to be a little bit different when it comes with friends and family, and I'll kind of talk about how to deal with that. But when it comes to people who you're trying to attract or um, carry on to a relationship, Definitely, anytime you spot one of these things that you have deemed a deal breaker, it's over. It's dead, aka dead zone. So these were things that I kind of learned about. And um, yeah, definitely knowing your boundaries gives you uh, more, more leverage. It gives you a path to have a healthy, genuine relationship. And that's kind of the thing that Natalie Liu talks about. Um, in her her blog. I would love to have Natalie Liu on this podcast. I don't know if it'll happen because she's kind of like way up here. I'm kind of holding my hands really high and then I'm way down here and I'm holding my hands down to the ground. But we can see if that could happen at some point. I think that she would be really great and insightful and could definitely shed some light on the nice girl issue because I believe that she was also a nice girl. Mm. 
But um, so yeah, so what are boundaries? What are these deal breaker boundaries that I'm talking about and why are they important? Well, I told you that boundaries are essential for establishing a healthy, genuine relationship. What are relationships? Well, I'm talking about any kind of relationship, family, friends, coworkers, lovers, whatever. Okay, we've got that now. But Harper, I don't understand. What do you mean by boundaries are essential? Why would I need to have this in place? I mean, it feels like, especially if I'm a nice girl and I really want to be in a relationship with somebody, it feels like if I have a lot of boundaries, then I'm just going to be super picky and all my pickings are going to be slim and I'm not going to find somebody. No, actually, boundaries are not about being picky. They're about protecting yourself, okay? And protecting yourself, even though you're a nice girl and you don't really care about that right now, protecting yourself is the most essential thing that you should be doing when you're being in a relationship. Because people definitely get fucked up in relationships. And let me give you an example of kind of a real life example, but it can apply to the importance of boundaries, okay? I was in a car accident last week. Yeah, I was in a car accident. I was fine. Um, my friend totaled her car, but everybody was fine, minor injuries, whatever. It could have been worse if we hadn't have worn our seatbelts and if the airbags didn't deploy, okay? So let's say you're driving around in your car and you're, you know, beep bopping to some music, trying to, you know, go on, on your commute to work. And um, this person flies by because they really want to get to where they need to get to because they're late for work. Um, let's put this in a perspective of a, real, of a relationship. You're beep bopping around. You're trying to meet people. You're trying to be in, you know, get somebody to be in a relationship with you. And then you've got this other person who's just speeding down the road of life, just looking for anybody to get into contact with. And all of a sudden you see them in your peripheral and it's too late. They have come in contact and bam, hit you, hit you with no warning you make contact and the one thing that is going to keep you somewhat safe but it's going to protect you from being completely murked from this other person who's made contact with you is your boundaries which are the airbag and the seatbelt so just think of your boundaries your um list your dead zone list your deal breakers as your airbag and your seatbelt. As I had said before, today we're talking about deal breakers. There are boundaries that are going to be a little less uh, severe. So you can have boundaries where maybe you just don't you, you want to have a certain amount of personal space and someone who's who invades that personal space intentionally you will say that they are trying to come against your boundaries and that's when you would want to confront that person. And that's something that isn't really a deal breaker. You're not going to really be splitting off relationships with people because of that. But it's going to be a a moment of concern for you that's going to really make you pay attention about that person, about their intentions, but then also gives you a chance to address that problem with that person and if they continue to to try and cross your boundaries then you know where to put them in your life 
Um, there are a lot of times where people look at, at the others in their lives and they really don't know where they belong. Is this person really my friend? Is this person a really great candidate to be uh, my boyfriend or my girlfriend? Is this family member just being nice or are they actually kind of being a bitch to me? And this is kind of a way to distinguish that. But in this episode, I'm talking specifically, like I said, about deal breakers. So these are the end all be all. If someone does this, it's a huge red flag and you should stay away from them. So I've got an example, a couple examples of some basic deal breakers that I've set for myself um, on my dead zone list. And I'm going to read them out to you, and most of them are pretty straightforward, but I'm going to kind of give you a little bit of insight about the reason why I chose these items to be in my dead zone list. So I'm going to pull those up right now because I'm never really prepared for things like this. Okay, so first list, first uh, item in my list is physically hits me or touches me in a way that I feel threatened or uncomfortable. This one to most people seems kind of like a no-brainer, but you would be surprised at how many people look the other way when something like this happens, when they come in contact with someone who is a family member, a friend, even a coworker, or someone who they really like and want to be in a relationship with them. It's so easy to overlook things like this, but this is one of those things where I believe should be in everyone's list. It doesn't matter what kind of relationship that person has with you. No one should physically hit you or touch you in any way that makes you feel threatened or uncomfortable. Nobody has the right to touch you. Nobody has the right to hit you. And that is probably the number one deal breaker for me. If I was in a relationship with male or female, doesn't matter. If I was in a relationship with somebody who got angry with me one day and decided to slap me up a little bit, like that guy who, (laughs) in my other episode, I was reading uh, Hinge profiles, and this guy is talking about, I'll slap you up for a 99-cent cheeseburger. If I was in a relationship with that guy, and he decided it would be funny to slap me up one day, I would look back on my dead zone list, and I would be like, did this guy physically hit me? Did this guy make me feel threatened or uncomfortable in this moment? If I say yes, this is a red flag and I will definitely be considering taking him out of my life completely. Not even considering. At this point, I think if someone ever physically harms you, you shouldn't have them in your life at all, even if they're a family member. So that is a huge red flag. Hmm, let me see. Let's see what another one is on here. So, I mean, everybody's is going to be slightly different. Um, it's going to be tailored towards you, your life, your values. And that's the reason why deal breakers are a good thing because it kind of helps you see what your true values are in, in a person as well. Um, for me, I have one that may or may not be in other people's list, but this is pretty important to me. But one of them is racist or closed-minded passive discrimination. 
What do I mean by passive discrimination? So if if you aren't aware, if my listeners aren't aware, I'm biracial, so I'm half black, half white. Um, race is definitely something that is important to me. Um, I don't like when people make racist remarks of any race, really. But specifically, I have been in situations where I have dated people who were white and knew perfectly well that I was biracial and that I had black ancestry and would say things that were discriminatory against black people or or make comments about black men being killed by the cops or making comments about black people smelling bad or things like that, knowing that I'm black as well. And these people were people who I had some kind of relationship with. And that was something that really made me think about whether this person truly deserves to be in my life. Because if they're willing to be disrespectful to another race, especially a race that I identify with and is a part of my life, then are they really going to be respectful to me? Even if this person says that they love me or says that they want the best for me or I'm in a sexual relationship with this person and I really like them, but they go around talking about any race but black people in general and call them apes or whatever, do they truly have the best for me in mind? Because if I'm in a relationship with that person and let's say we go to a family reunion and half of my family is black, there's going to be a problem there. And it just doesn't make sense. You know, come on, be respectful. So that's something that is a deal breaker for me. It may not be a deal breaker for you. Um, I'm not saying it it has to be. I mean, if you're a white person and you're only dating white people and you're not really concerned about race, then that may not be. But I would say that if it makes you uncomfortable, that's that's something that you should think about, too. Somebody's saying some nasty things about other races and it's making you really uncomfortable. You definitely need to to talk to them about that and see what they're where they're coming from, what their intention is. Um. So I'm going to give you one more from my list. And this one is kind of a catch-all. Um, your your deal breakers don't have to be super specific. It's best if they are so that when it happens, you don't really have time to really interpret it. You know, you don't have time to, to monkey mind yourself into thinking, oh, but this this instance is different. Um, but this one is kind of like a catch-all, but I put down for one of my dead zone list, uh, things I put down attacks, my value, my worth, or my core values. So basically anyone who makes me feel like a piece of shit, who says verbally abusive things to me, who, um, attacks my value or makes me feel like I'm not valuable or makes me feel like I'm unworthy of love. That's something that it would be a huge red flag for me. Um, that, that definitely happens in manipulative and abusive relationships, which I have been a part of. 
Uh, I haven't been in one myself, but I've been around it. So I know what kind of interactions those are. And I don't want to be in that myself. So this is one of those things where somebody says something like, you know what, you're never going to make it with this whole podcast thing. You're just not really that personable. I don't think people are really going to care that much. You should just stop. Somebody says that it's definitely going to definitely going to make those little alert signals those spidey spidey senses tingle a little bit and I'm going to be I'm going to be kind of apprehensive about where I stand with this person and where they stand in my life so these are three examples that I have in my list my list is pretty long actually (laughs) I have a lot that I don't deal with a lot of shit that I won't deal with now, probably because I'm getting older. I don't know what it is, but I've definitely made made the most out of this list. But um, these are just some examples, some basics that you can use. And this is the exercise that I'm going to give my listeners to take home with them, do themselves, just to kind of take something away from this episode. So I want you to make your own dead zone list. You don't have to call it the dead zone list. I think it's cool, so you probably should do it. Anyway, so make a dead zone list. Paper, online, whatever. Just for yourself, um, list at least 10, 10 things that you cannot deal with that are deal breakers, that if somebody does this to you or if you encounter this with anybody in your life it will make you reconsider your relationship with that person or it will make you completely take that person out of your life so I've given you three already and you can use those three as well if you want Um, but make them specific to you um, things that you can live with things that are specific I will say definitely make them as specific as possible Definitely make them uh, a way like me saying physically hits me or harms me in a way that makes me feel threatened or uncomfortable. That's pretty specific. And if somebody hits me, then I'm going to be like, I put that down in my list. Obviously, they did it and I can't have them in my life. So yeah, try to make it as detailed and specific as possible so you're not trying to weasel your way out of it or make this person seem like they're not what that is um so yeah definitely do that and if you want you can actually uh email me if you have any questions about the dead zone list about making your dead your own dead zone list you can actually email me any examples of a dead zone list that you've done and I can kind of help you if you need help um you can contact me through uh my gmail account nicegirlrehab at gmail.com again nicegirlrehab at gmail.com I'd be happy to look at your dead zone lists and give you a little insight a little um some more examples I can actually send you uh, my dead zone list and you can take from that if you need to So that is definitely something that I want all of my listeners to do after this episode, just to kind of see what you expect and what you won't tolerate. And as well, when you're making this list, think about people who have already violated it. That was kind of something that went through my mind when I was making this list was how many people have already violated some of these things. 
And then I'm like, damn, Ugh, I can't get them now because I just made the list. No, no. Um, you can definitely get them. Um, so my next segment, I'm going to be talking about after you've made your list, uh, I'm going to be talking about dealing with people who are making decisions to basically go on this dead zone list. Are there people in your life who are, are, who are making actions or doing things that are on your dead zone list? And how do you deal with these people, especially if they're friends and family, people who are close to you that you really don't want to get rid of, what would be a solution for you, make you feel better about it, but not also take their shit? Because with the dead zone list in mind, when somebody actively does something that makes you feel like your red flags are going off, and they're consistently doing things like that, they it may be intentional or unintentional, that is your time to make moves. That's not your time to sink further into yourself and allow these people to do whatever they want. So I'm going to be discussing that in the next segment. Okay, this is a summation of the episode. We're going to make a little recap for today. So we've already been through um, our introduction into boundaries. We've talked about why boundaries are important to your relationship with yourself and others. We've talked about the difference between boundaries and deal breakers. And we talked about making a list, the dead zone list for yourself, which composes basically all, it comprises of all of the deal breakers that you want to have and keep in mind for yourself when meeting people or when you're around people in your everyday life. So now we've kind of come to the end of this episode, and if you've already got your dead list, your dead zone list together, you're looking at it and you're thinking, wow, there are some people in my life that actually fit in with this list and have actually done things that I've listed on here. What do I do about that? Well, if you don't really know that person and this person isn't really in a relationship with you that you find super serious, I would suggest that you keep them out of your life. But what if that person happens to be a family member, a really great friend, or someone you work with, where you can't just get them out of your life, or you don't really want to because you love that person, you've been with that person forever, or you are working with this person and you can't just say, oh, I'm just not going to work with you anymore. Things happen. Reality is still there. So how do I deal with people who I can't necessarily just take out of my life? Well, I like to categorize in this circumstance people into two types. So you've got the zombies and you've got the vampires. I'm going to talk about the zombies first. So a zombie is basically someone who walks around and doesn't really have any kind of inclination of what exactly they're doing to make you feel bad. So they say things, they do things that are hurtful, but they don't really have the intention of doing those things. And they really don't know. They're sleepwalking. They have no idea exactly how they're affecting other people. So in that instance, you would handle that person 
by being upfront with them. You look at what they're doing and you kind of think of a way that isn't really blaming them, but in a way where you're kind of stating the obvious, give them examples of things that they've done that have hurt you and ask them not to do it. (laughs) Basically, just go up to them and say, look, you may not have meant to do this and I'm just letting you know that that thing that you said yesterday really hurt me and I just really would like if you didn't do that again. That's simple. And you're not accusing them of being vindictive or anything. You're just letting them know what happened. You're letting them know that you didn't like it. And you're giving them a chance to correct their behaviors. So a zombie is somebody who is sleepwalking, doesn't really know what they're doing when they're causing harm. If this zombie, when you tell them that they are hurting you, chooses not to listen to what you say and chooses to continue their behavior, that person turns into a vampire. Now, a vampire is somebody who knows that they're hurting you, knows that their behavior is not very nice and that they are causing harm to you, but they understand that it is a way to either manipulate you or something that they just don't want to change. So they're going to continue their behavior and see how far they can go with testing you or just kind of making you feel drained and less than because that's what they feed off of. They feed off of that negative energy of bringing you down to bring themselves back up. So that is a a vampire, an emotional vampire. So how do you deal with vampires, especially if a vampire is your own mother or your brother or someone who's really close to you? How do you deal with them? With vampires, you kind of have to have a game plan because vampires are hard to detour. I mean, they they like what they're doing in some way and they're probably going to continue to do it. But you start off like you would with a zombie. So you go up to them, you let them know, you address the problem, you tell them what's going on, you give them examples, you try to do it in a way that isn't discouraging them or making them feel like they're a monster okay you never want to tell a monster that they're a monster because most of the time people don't think that they're actually doing anything wrong so you go up to them like that and then you watch and you watch to see if this person is actually respectful enough to you to change their behavior if they continue after you have talked to them multiple times to do the same things and cause harm and not address their behavior, you've got options now. You understand that this person isn't going to change and you can decide, maybe I can keep this person in my life, but I'm not going to spend too much time with them. Um, I could maybe keep in contact with them a little bit, but keep my distance I could, I mean, if you really want to, you can cut them off altogether if it's that bad. Like I said, if somebody ever hits you or anything like that, that's something to definitely consider, even if it is a family member. You could also um, 
just kind of let them know that, hey, I understand that I have talked to you multiple times about this. You have continued to do what you're doing. I'm not going to allow you to do that to me. So um, I'm going to do A, B, and C, or I'm not going to talk to you anymore. I'm not going to allow you to talk to me like that. If you start talking to me in a certain way, I'm not going to give in to the conversation. I'm walking away. Something like that. Just have an an ultimatum. Have some kind of game plan for when that person does whatever they're doing and get yourself out of that situation and make it clear that you are not going to be a part of them and their behavior and it has nothing to do with you. Remember that that person has, they've chosen to continue to do that and even if they are disrespectful to you that doesn't mean that you aren't worthy of respect so in this way of addressing that problem you're giving respect to yourself by saying look I've told you to stop and you haven't so this is what's going to happen I'm not going to talk to you until you can get this straight or if you if you bring this up I'm not going to engage you or whatever go if you if it's a work partner, you go to the higher ups, you tell them, you say, hey, I've told you multiple times I'm going to have to report you or I'm going to have to go up to the higher ups or we're going to have to figure something out because I can't work in this environment. Put yourself first, regardless of the relationship you have with that person. So that's basically the end of this episode. I hope you all learned a little bit about why boundaries are important. I like this one because I think it is essential for anybody and it really does build your self-esteem and make you feel worthy because if you can stand up for yourself, then that's great. You don't need anybody else for that. You can stand up for yourself. It makes you feel good because you always have your back, even in the worst of times. So I'm going to end this right now. Stay safe, babes. Bye.